Hello, I'm Master Career Strategist Aresia Schaefer, and this is Discover Your Calling. Today, I'm going to cover how you can be prepared for all of the changes happening in the rapidly evolving field of employment. I was talking with a client the other day who's not feeling particularly happy in his current job, and he's considering a change. He asked me this question, when is the best time to prepare for your next career move? My dad worked at the same place for about 35 years. His dad was the same. There used to be a lot of loyalty between employer and employee, but that's changed. After retirement, my dad, his dad, and likely his grandpa had some sort of pension, but that's not today's norm. A lot of people see that as some dreadful thing, but it's just a shift. However, if you don't know how to navigate it, it can feel pretty terrifying. The answer to the question, when is the best time to prepare for your next career move, is that it is always good to be prepared and to be on the lookout. The good news is that this opens up a whole new world. When people worked in the same job their whole life, they kind of had to take what they got, and that was it. And they were terrified of losing their job because that was seen as the end of the world. Often towns had one big employer, and that was where most everyone worked. Of course, we still have major employers, but fortunately, we often have more choices too. Particularly with remote work, the world has really opened up in some new ways. I have clients who live on one side of the world working for an employer on the other side. Usually, they've never even met in person. Things are moving faster too. A startup may take off or it might fizzle. A big company may be acquired by a larger one. And with AI, tech, and massive shifts in medicine and education, among other things, the whole world is changing. Sometimes it can feel like we're in this mass upheaval. So maybe a better question is not when you should start getting prepared, but how to be prepared. I'm seeing more and more clients come in feeling like their skills are obsolete because of these changes in our world. It seems to be um, sometimes very sudden, uh, and other times it can seem like it's sort of gradual, like they're just sort of being squeezed out and things are getting downsized more and more and more until they just, their position just fades away. And a lot of times people are looking at it and saying, you know, I feel like my, my skills are outdated. And they might be. But while your hard skills can be outdated, your soft skills are becoming more and more valuable. Remember the days when we put team player and excellent communicator and dedicated worker at the top of our resume? We don't do that anymore because it's become trite. 
But those are the human skills employers want. But we can't say it on our resume because everybody used to say it on their resume. Most employers tell me they can teach people how to adapt the skills that they have to a new problem. So, for example, somebody may come in and say, um, you know, I do this, I can use this particular computer language really, really well, but I don't know this other computer language. The fact that you learned one language, there are a lot of skills there that can be mined to help you to learn a new language. But the problem is, is that it's hard to find people who actually work well with others, who can communicate clearly, and who really care about their work. You know, there's been so much out there about the quiet quitting revolution where people just do only what their job description says that they must do. There's a lot of that. So it's hard to find people that really care about their work. I'm not talking about going so above and beyond that you're doing the job of three other people. I'm not talking about that, but just really enjoying your work, wanting to do your best. Five years ago, we told people to keep updating their skills, stay on top of current trends, understand the impact to your field. And that's still good advice. But in a lot of fields, so many emerging trends make it difficult to see the impact or trajectory. I mean, think about AI. How do you deal with that? Well, there's three ways. So first, this is a time for innovation. How do you see all the changes impacting your field? Stay on top of trends, but allow your creative side to consider the possibilities. And when you do this, you're more likely to connect with people within those potentials. Seth Godin tells a great story about how he wrote a book about the World Wide Web before we had one, and he thought it was a brilliant idea. As he was trying to sell his book, he says, a couple of kids out in California actually created the World Wide Web. He says he was looking at what he knew how to do they were looking at what was possible. See what's possible in your field and connect with others who are visionaries. It makes your work so much more interesting and exciting. Even if you don't jump into some small venture along one of these visionary ideas, um, it gives you this inspired kind of feeling And that shows up really, really well in interviews. And it also um, sounds great to employers when you're talking about, you know, one of the trends that I saw emerging was this. And I got together with Bob and Steve and we talked about it and we thought that this might be a really uh, interesting avenue to explore. That kind of is something that the employer looks at and says, wow, this person is really into this field. And that sells really well. Second, network within your field. The surest way to hear about jobs that are opening up or companies that are expanding or trends that are emerging is to stay engaged with people in your field. You'll likely hear about jobs before others, but you're also more likely to be recommended for positions if they know you and you've built some trust. Third, flex your soft skills. 
It's easy to say that you're a good communicator, but it won't stick without a story. So think of the soft skills that you are using in your life. And you can find lists online. And um, often people are not aware of the soft skills that they have. So you can, it's, it might feel a little awkward, but you can ask friends, you can ask family, you know, this is a list of soft skills. You know, can you take a look? Let me know what you see as my best skills. It can be really surprising and interesting. Um, and it can also be a good trade where it's like, you know, you, you say, I will, you know, take a look if you want me to as well and tell you what I appreciate about you in the soft skill arena. Um, so the other piece about that is to think of stories, short stories that show how you've used those skills to help your company's bottom line. Did your communication, your ability to empathize, help reduce a patient's pain after surgery? Um, did your ability to remain calm and step into a leadership position on the fly get your team back on track to solve a crisis? Um, did your out-of-the-box thinking save the company a ton of money? Those are a little more general than I like to see. I like to have it be very specific where it's like, I saved my company $20,000 by seeing this, you know, this problem that nobody else saw. We can talk about that more if we connect, but, and I'll probably cover it on future shows, but coming up with those stories um, is a great way to demonstrate when you're in an interview um, the abilities that you have. There are ways you can be ready to move on to the next big thing, even when life is uncertain. The biggest tip I can give you is to see the possibilities instead of fearing the change. We make decisions from such a small place when we're fearful. It's just so limited. But when we look around at what's possible, suddenly the sky's the limit. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with more ideas to help you discover your calling. Until then, keep looking for the possible.